so I don't think we could ever find a better way to open any show ever than Joe Wicks did this week. Um, when he managed, he opened his YouTube show with the world's largest fart. It's right at the start of this video. Yeah, are we ready? <laughs> Apparently there's some sort of 20 second delay. Which means that he presented that to the world. But he's been trying to own it. He's been interviewed on TV claiming, claiming his fart, reclaiming it. Like the N-word. Oh, God. I didn't like that analogy at all. <laughs> he's, he's, he's crushed 15-minute meals, 15-minute workouts, and 15-minute farts. All in the same year. What a guy. Unbelievable. I just don't want to see the, the contents of his drawers after that. Because he's, he's, he's got a sketchy little stain that's going there. His cheeks are chafing when he's doing those, those squats. Yeah, that's going to spread about, that is. It's going to end, yeah. That stain will end up on the bottom of his back by the end of that workout. <laughs> <laughs> He'll end up looking like a dropped Nutella sandwich. <laughs> Sam? <laughs> um, welcome to the loosest sense. <laughs> An episode we might need to start again. <laughs> nah, I'm all right with that. <laughs> Dropped Nutella sandwich. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine cleaning a Nutella sandwich out of a carpet, of your cream carpet. What a nightmare that would be. He's got a very light carpet in his flat, I've noticed. <laughs> Especially after he's jumped around for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just scooting around like a dog with with worms. Just uh, like picking toffee crisp out of the bottom of his <laughs> athletic longjons. Disaster. Yeah. Is that the first most important thing that happened this week? I imagine. Well, there was, there was the inauguration. That was exciting. Not as exciting as it could have been. Yeah, there was there was less fatal shootings than one expected. I thought it was weird that they had like on the balcony they had the bulletproof glass. Above like, but that only went at like chest high. And if I was a sniper, I'd be going for the headshot. Ah, you see, that's, I don't know if you've seen many sniper films, but they always teach you to aim center mass, aim big, miss small, or something. <laughs> wow. Like all sni- all, anyone who's interested and fascinated by sniping, even like computer games, anything, should just be rounded up and put somewhere. Because they all clearly are Matt. Like, it's the most psychotically lone gunman. Just, it's nuts. Like anyone who's desperately obsessed with Snipe. Everybody who plays Call of Duty. Just all, no, just all the people who play Call of Duty as snipers. They all need to go. There was a computer game called Sniper 3, which had, like, um, it showed the animation of the bullet passing through the body when you shot someone. If you sit and play that on your own at home for a laugh, you should be put somewhere. I don't know where. I'm just saying you should be put somewhere. I always hated any sniper part of any game. Just infuriating. <laughs> I'm not talking about the inconvenience of it. I'm talking about the fact that anybody who does it is like really focused on that kind of... It, just killing somebody completely unaware from thousands of metres away is a mad person's pursuit. You know what's really interesting about sniping? that if you do it from far enough away, you have to take into account the wind and the, the, this is going to trigger some people, so I apologize, the curvature of the earth. Sorry, Ben, I don't, I don't mean to bring up that the earth is, 
is anything but flat. They have to like aim completely not at the target, work out the wind and the, the turn that it's going to go through. So they're just sat there doing maths. And at the end of that maths, instead of getting Bitcoin like God intended, you end up shooting a person. Firstly, you clearly played the sniper level of most computer games. Like that's, we've just all cleared that up. You're the type of person that should be like that. That's sad. As long as we've cleared that up. Um, but yeah, maths, math, that's the devil's math. That's, yeah, because I watched the whole thing. For, like, it was like 35 minutes before the, the 45th president, Donald Trump, which you should only be able to say in the darkest timeline, uh, left, his, left the residence for the last time. Well, I got, Levanis, I got in it earlier than that. I got on oh, yeah. CNN bright and early, and they were talking about the lights going on in the West Wing. And some of the lights have gone on in the uh, West Wing. That means that somebody could be waking up or... Maybe someone's moving some boxes. <laughs> what a shit! What a shit gig that guy's got for inauguration day. Early shift. They do pageantry a lot better than the UK. Like we've got Black Rod, which is a dude that stands with an ornate shaft and bangs a door and pretends that he's seizing Parliament. And what they have is Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez absolutely humming out the classics. Hold on, hold on. Her name is definitely not Lady Gaga, for a start. I have to say Lady Gaga. I I can't help it. It's one of those things, you know, like when you start saying something ironically, and then before you know it, it's changed your entire personality. (laughs) That feels like how Donald Trump got started. Ah, yeah. (laughs) that That was just doing loads of really, really poor quality cocaine. I reckon he just started this whole Donald Trump thing as a bit. And has just not been able to stop. Like Keith Lemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I reckon there are more similarities between Donald Trump and Keith Lemon. And I'll be quite honest, at this point in the world, I wouldn't be surprised if Keith Lemon became Prime Minister of Britain. A few years back, we went to this fucking... We went to my mate's wedding at some nice, like, hotel. I think it was in Cheshire. I'm going to say it was in Cheshire. And we all went to this wedding like, probably about 10 years ago. And halfway through this fucking wedding, Keith Lemon turns up and we're on one of his fucking stupid TV shows where, like, they make, like, a bride and groom's dream wedding and they've flown over, like, loads of their mates from Australia. And then it was just a wedding reception with Keith Lemon. It was really awkward. Yeah, that seems really awkward. Really unpleasant. Really ruined the wedding for me. I just always find that those kind of shows where they have to do that huge surprise is to genuinely take focus away from a deeply insufferable host. <laughs> like they've got the worst, like the worst host, and so they have to do this whole, no, 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 fair enough, you're meeting Jeremy Beadle, but we've brought seven generations of your family over to meet you. I know you've got to meet Jeremy Beadle as well, but look at what we've got you. Here's a yacht. <laughs> you're, such, you're such an insufferable cunt that we've got to make this a real feel story <laughs> to balance it out. Great. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. I think people are developing Stockholm Syndrome about Piers Morgan. The longer he goes up, there's loads of people who will be like, oh, can't Piers Morgan talking sense? Piers Morgan is not talking sense. You've got to realise that Piers Morgan voted for Boris Johnson. <laughs> he was a fucking... He was keen on him in October. He's not a changed man. It's, it's the media bubble problem, that you only focus on people who agree with your innate biases. Right? So you just like... Ah, oh, Piers Morgan said something that I think's right. Finally, he's on the right side of good. No, 
It's just that this Tory government is so beyond the pale that not only have they starved children, but now they're just like block handing out millions of pounds to their mates just for lols. Like, it doesn't take a fucking genius to figure out that something might be amiss. People love a comeback story. People fucking adore a comeback story. They, they, it's like, um, bring it back to the inauguration, there was a lot of um, cuddly George Bush memes. Like, a lot of you know, how George Bush and Michelle Obama have got a kind of, they seem quite tight. And he himself, obviously, in comparison to Trump, is put up as, uh, man, don't we all yearn for the times? When George Bush, no, the man killed thousands of people. He's a war criminal. And um, I'm going to remember listening to all my angry No Effects albums that told me he was a dickhead. And I'm not going to change my opinion now just because Michelle Obama thinks he's all right. And Ellen DeGeneres as well. She got absolutely bodied for, for, for daring to be friends with him, as should happen. Because that's the problem. Everyone loves to just deem somebody through one or two. Theresa May this week came out and uh, called and said uh, Boris Johnson had moral failings. Theresa May! Who deported people? Yeah, in fairness, they were foreign, Tarek. So I don't know what you want yeah. from them. Yeah, that's true. Are you saying that, like, in eight years, like, whoever? So we're going to have obviously we're going to have Biden for a couple of years, and then Harris probably for what a term, make the end of his term. Is that how it works, Alvanis? Um, if, if, Biden, if Biden steps down in two years, then does she do two years and then can stand again, yeah? So it counts as one of her terms, so she only gets another term. Yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, that. she can go again. But well, she won't get voted in. She won't get voted in again, so The Rock will get in. Yeah. And there'll be someone fucking horrific, and then we'll be longing for the days of Trump. No. I can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Because like, there will be a segment of society who think that they've never had it so good. That the virus is what, what destroyed Trump's legacy. I think Russell Hicks says it so bad as a comedian, and, he, uh, and he, he says that America has a sort of tendency to respond in the most polar opposite way. So obviously you had Barack Obama, so you end up with sort of Trump for that, you know, Bush, and then you end up with Clinton. I don't know where someone as moderate as Biden goes, where you go from there, whether it's somebody else just completely, what's the most, who's the most nondescript right-wing person you can think of? Maybe they wandered on that. I wouldn't say they were a moderate pair, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Joe Biden does. Joe Biden's fairly moderate, but in comparison to Trump, obviously, he looks like you know Hugo Chavez. His entire career, he seems to be predisposed to reaching across the aisle, which is something Trump would never do. So, in that way, they are complete opposites. Like Biden often works with Republicans. And that's why he signed stuff like the, the three strikes law, which he co-authored with Republicans, which, quite frankly, I think should just disbar him from office because the amount of young people he's put behind bars is incredible. Uh, same with Harris. Harris loves putting young ethnic people behind bars and then, then executing them. She loves it. She gets off on it. We were all going sick at sick at uh, Trump for killing 55 people. Yeah, Harris's body count stretches to Mexico from California. Fucking cop. Yeah. They're just both at some up. Point, though, at some point in, in, cause I always find this quite, quite complicated. Cause obviously everybody loves have a Obama about all the drone strikes, which is absolutely legit. Fair enough. On his watch, there was an increase, I think in drone strikes from George Bush before him. But at some point, surely being the most powerful nation on earth, 
there's going to be collateral damage. And I know that's the death of human beings I'm talking about. But I don't know. I just feel like at some point, at some point, the policies of a government shouldn't tarnish the legacy of one of, a, of an individual or the good they're trying to do, if you see what I mean. I don't know. I think it's complicated. So you're saying it's okay to kill people as long as you had the best of intentions. Yeah, I like that, Tarek. I like yeah, what you're saying. I like right, what you're saying. Right, yeah, it's yeah. a great idea, that. Right, okay. So I, I'm, I'm absolutely just... glad that's committed. To, 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 <laughs> you know, that's what you get for thinking out loud. You know what? <laughs> Radical middle thinkers, people who just, people who can see the whole picture, like me and Piers Morgan, just get fucking vilified. It's horseshit. The main issue that I have with Obama is that murder became remote. There was no longer the, what I will call the living room effect that Vietnam had and that uh, the wars had. They became distant affairs and we then stopped thinking about the, the weddings that they were blowing up, the villages that they were destroying and the lives that they were taking. It oh, became yeah. distant. People with swords... Um, preferably, what we should do is get a strong man from each nation, oil them up, and see which one comes first. That's my preferred war method. A champion? Yeah, a proper hard-dicked champion. <laughs> just, just absolutely going, going hell for leather on each steroids the Russian champion would be on. God, I think he'd be incapable of coming. You'd have to check that they were capable of actually firing a load. You couldn't just go till you were dry and then turn up. That's not... Why, why is your thought process immediately gone from war to dicks? Why couldn't this be a... You could bring vaginas into this. Infinitely be more enjoyable with vaginas involved because everything's improved with vaginas involved. Because the thing is, right, there's a mechanical nature to a male orgasm. You apply... Look, is this the rubber vagina you've got again? <laughs> I'm just... It sort of is. <laughs> but no, you imply just a constant pressure to a penis and it will ejaculate. There, you cannot say that to a, about a vagina. Constant you just can't. Pressure, just the constant squeeze. That's yeah, we're not making a fuck. No. pressure doesn't work, Stephen. We're not making a fucking. No, you do. You just Stephen. <laughs> yeah. All I do is put my balls in the vice and keep turning till I shoot. I don't know what you fellas are doing. How do you get through a bus journey? Jeans, jeans are a little tight. It's rocking kind of nice. All of a sudden, what? No, no, the pressure's not high enough. I have to all like. You have to, all you have to do is press it. Just, not just yeah. for a bit longer. You press it for long enough. Just, you, might have, you might have jellyfish Stephen's jizzed on because he went slightly too deep in the ocean. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. I'm not allowed in submarines again. He <laughs> wanted to be a free diver, but he ruined his career. <laughs> The lung capacity I've got is amazing. I can go miles deep, but it's just, it just looks like a squid's escaping prey. <laughs> just constantly blowing a load. Sound every time he drops about another 100 feet. Um, Sam? Uh, I just keep, every time I look at the Marianas Trench, I come. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you want to know the three... <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know the uh, the four presidents? I don't know the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My, the, the oceans that I fucked the most in. Yeah. Do you want to know? Do you want to know Stephen's three favorite types of ball pressure? <laughs> yeah. Air, <laughs> it, it is olive oil press, cider press, the sea. <laughs> 
Leg oh, by Hulk Hogan. The, they tried to uh, send me to the mating program in space, but the, like the lack of G's, I just couldn't even get. I couldn't even get an erection. I'll learn some today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to inauguration news. So th- there's a big deal made about him not going to. Uh, the inauguration and they kept talking about Andrew Johnson who was the last guy not to uh, go to inauguration he was also the first uh, president to be impeached what didn't he go so Andrew Johnson is the guy after Lincoln yeah he basically was impeached for letting the south get away with racism not putting in any of the laws that they talked about putting in and reconsolidating the union so basically, he allowed entrenched uh, racism within states' rights. Ah, okay. So he's impeached for that? Yeah. And that was it? We defeated it? Thank goodness. <laughs> racism done. Uh, small <laughs> blip this year, but we're going to get back to ignoring it in about a couple of months, so it's going to be fine. But like before that, there was John Quincy Adams, and this is my favourite thing. So John Quincy Adams and Jackson swap out. So, like, there's a sandwich. So, there's Jackson, and then Johnson Quincy Adams wins, and there's a bit of controversy, right, about him winning. And then Jackson wins again. And because they'd basically been sniping at each other, he went, well, I'm not going to your party then. <laughs> right? But really pay, right? And then you, uh, before that, you've got John Adams. And that's because, you know, the bad guy from Hamilton, uh, Burr, and uh, the other guy who run for president, he, he was in France for ages. Come on, help me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I know less about American politics than I do. He, All right. he, he's the guy who flew a flag, put a key on it. Oh, 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 I played this on the day of the tentacle. Oh, God. I can't remember his name. I'm really sorry I can't remember his name. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Just impeachments. <sighs> anyway, so... <laughs> John Adams refused to go to the next guys because the militia threatened to, because a militia force threatened to take over the country. So it's Benjamin weird. Franklin. There you go. <laughs> Boom. That's the bitch. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Ah, so really Benjamin Franklin uh, had a load of militia people threaten to take over the election if he wasn't voted in instead of Burr. This is where we get the 12th Amendment which uh, means that the vice president can remove the president if he's unfit. And we also get two separate votes for the president and for the VP. So the electors now vote for two. So it's really strange that Trump really smashed it out of the park and he has shades of all of those people who didn't show up. A pissing contest, not believe contested results, and then trying to undo everything that his predecessor did. It's wild. It is, but it's impressive to be fair. Yeah, I didn't realize good. he was such, a, such an avid follower of history. I'm yeah. really impressed with him. It's just such a coward's move, like to just not go, to not just hand the hand hand all that you know stuff over. Also, I don't understand why we don't see people who get reelected. I actually think reelection is kind of quite powerful. If you if you've had a go and you were crap at it, but then you managed to convince enough people that you might do better the second time round, I reckon you're more than likely going to do a lot better the second time round. I don't know why you don't see that more often these days. He's the only one not to get re-elected since the 80s. So it's, it's quite common. You usually get two terms. Bush only have one term. No, Bush had two. Oh, Bush had two. 
Mm. He didn't win the popular vote twice, but yeah, he won. He 2000 won. to 2008, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the crazy QAnon lady? The congresswoman, she's going to go impeach Biden today, apparently. Oh, oh great. Articles of impeachment for Biden. What, <laughs> on what grounds? Because uh, she's crazy. Because she thinks she's oh. part of the fucking the pedophile satanic cult. She's mental. Yeah, yeah. Like, she yeah. believes. She's like, what the term blue-pilled. If anyone's interested in all of this, by the way, and it kind of breaks it down really beautifully, uh, there's a podcast called Q Clearance by an independent journalist that's really good. Also, if you have a problem with American speaking, this gentleman is like distinctly English. So it's like, it's really cool. It's, and he's not got a perceived uh, BBC accent. It's called Q Clearance. It's really good. What is he, what's, it, what's it about? The QAnon? Yeah, it just follows QAnon uh, for the last year, basically, of its... Uh, up until the election, then a few months after the election. It's not the most in-depth work. That's obviously Q Anonymous, which is a podcast you can find on iTunes, it, uh, on uh, Spotify. It did get uh, deplatformed for a little minute because everyone thought they were pro. They're like legit. I've been listening to that for since it was since since the first episode. I've been into this since I saw it pop up on the internet and went, oh, someone, someone's into satanic cults. This is where I need to be. Yeah, it's mental that they've got one in Congress now, though, isn't it? Is it? We've got one. Yeah, well. Not really, not in the way the world's got. I mean, <laughs> we didn't, aren't there like four British MPs who are on parlour? Which I appreciate it's not entirely yeah, yeah. the same thing. But the, crazy, the craziest one's called Sally Ann Hart. She's been investigated for anti-Semitism and Islamophobia and said that, you ready for this? This is amazing. And said that some disabled people should get paid less because they don't understand the meaning of money. What? Yeah, she's uh, she's like MP for Hastings, and it's a marginal seat. Like, so imagine how shit, how shit the, the other candidate must have been to get yeah. beat. Woman. No, did did she say the word? Did she say the magic Horcrux word of Brexit? Right, she, she does love a bit of Brexit. Yeah, she's, they're straight down the line, aren't they? They're classic. She's, you know, you know where she is. Do you reckon the pendulum's going to swing back the other way in any way, shape, or form? Though, like, do you reckon like you can't do that anymore? You can't be obviously identifiably crazy but then just say one policy that people like so you'll get voted back in Tarek. kind of very much as trump no oh, come on i'm trying to be positive i just want to be positive for 10 minutes steven I, I, i'd love i'd love to right but populism's been a thing since ancient greece i Prove don't Prove it. All right. no, so no, no. uh let's so do you know uh vox populi Right, yes, <laughs> right there. I don't need anything else. Vox popping. That's from the Roman era. Like you know uh, how some some revolutions within uh, Roman governments started from chariot racing. They'd be the red team and the blue team, basically, and like they try and rile up one of them so they could overthrow the other government. It's wild. It's really. We go back. I, mean, I agree. We should go back to that. We should again. Votes should be won by gladiators. Just bring back gladiators. And not, not the Roman ones, I meant the ITV ones. Oh, that's amazing. That's how we, that's how oh, we, that's how we know people are. Matt Hancock doing duel against Shadow. That's what I want to see. Oh, oh my God. To watch, to watch Shadow <laughs> pummel Matt Hancock for, few, for two hours on a Saturday night. Oh. Get him with that giant cotton buds. <laughs> somebody, I... replaced, somebody replaced the stuffing with ball bearings and stuff. <laughs> Oranges. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. I went back and watched an episode of Gladiators, and I can't believe that 
before I knew what cocaine was, that I didn't think Shadow was on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen how intense his eyes are? He is. It's probably lying. the steroids. He, he got he got thrown off the show for doing drugs, but oh. I, I can't remember. I can't remember what. You're telling me they were drug tested on Gladiators? They're going to get thrown off and doing steroids on Gladiators. <laughs> There's no way. What's the fucking point of that? <laughs> I want to see the most juiced up people on Gladiators. I don't want to see... To be honest, I think that's how the Olympics should go. There should be, you know, like Formula One. It should yeah. be like the most scientific breakthroughs of drugs in the world. <laughs> I am all for that. I'm completely with you. I think... Because they say, don't they, that like, it's healthier for like, world-class cyclists to compete on human growth hormone. Yeah. It's like what they're doing to their bodies is too extreme. I think we should get them as juiced up as we can. I want to see how fast a man can go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, um, Eddie Izzard's doing another one of his... You think he's doing like 54 marathons or something ludicrous. He's clearly got a problem. Like, if there's something... Somebody should be, should be going in and saving him. <laughs> um, instead, we're trying to stop just perfectly regular people taking drugs and trying to jump over a giant pole in the air. I think... I just. Just give regular people drugs so they got, it's a more level playing field. <laughs> Tarek's policy. Have you, got, have you had drugs? Equipment. No, have some I think the pole vault should get like those bouncy bionic legs. <laughs> they can jump a hundred feet into the air. Exactly. But just before, um, just before he obviously um, accidentally, and I'm air quoting aggressively, <laughs> accidentally shot his girlfriend through <laughs> a door. What's, she, what's that cat's name? Kill Reba Steenkamp. Pastorius. I, I rem- yeah, Pastorius. Oh, yeah. I refuse to remember his name because he's a piece of shit. But he, when he was allowed to race against able-bodied people, they had to turn his legs down from kill, from kill to stun <laughs> because um, obviously they, he didn't get lactic acid buildup. So they had to try and find a scientific yeah. level where his legs weren't an advantage. But I was like, fuck it. They should be on. Just turn him up to 11 and just let him... Who cares? You're watching a disabled, you're watching a guy who lost both his legs tear past people who are genetically built to run in under 10 seconds. Fuck you. Like, should be, he should be allowed to have as many advantages as he wants. Put a yep. jetpack on his back. I don't care. The thing is, he may have lost against those more able-bodied people because his legs were turned down, but he is the world's peekaboo champion. No one's going to compete against him. <laughs> Good God. Sorry. What? Did I not read the room? I'm just... No, no, no. It's fair enough. To be fair, I, I tried to justify genocide before as long as you're, you're a nice lad. So, uh, <laughs> fair enough. <Yeah. laughs> So have you done the research, Levanis? Because I only know um, why Little Wayne was convicted, not why he was pardoned. Do, do you know what he did? It's such a good story. No, he, I don't. Hit me with it. He flew into Miami airport in a private jet with a gold-plated pistol in his hand luggage. Right, okay. So what you're saying, he was, he was convicted for being a fly. He was convicted yeah. for being fly. <laughs> Another black man, very low by the system. That is bullshit. That is such an avoidable crime. <laughs> is it, hang on, is it the ostentatious nature of the gun that's catching you out? Yeah, that's it. Like, some more understated that you can have hidden in the bottom of his back. <laughs> like, this is the perfect thing where you need a... a he did need a, a gun in his clutch, right? But did he need it to be the ultimate weapon from GoldenEye <laughs> circa 1990? <laughs> I reckon, I reckon if Lil Wayne's got a gold-plated gun, he's got an entourage. There must have been some little lackey he could have given that through, yeah. to carry that through customs. 
um, the thing is though, right? So you don't actually go through normal security when you land in a private plane. So the fact mm -hmm. that little Wayne got checked when other whiter, I'm going to say it, whiter, whiter rich people don't, is indicative of the problem. Yes, he was committing a crime. Yes, he did carry a gun over, over, over state lines. And yes, was it in his hand luggage on an aircraft the entire time? Yes, all those things are true, but they should have never checked because I want to live in a world where being rich gives you the most privilege, no matter your colour. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Also, has he never snuck anything into anywhere? When I was trying to sneak miniatures into gigs, you always found one, you always left one miniature that was really obvious that they found. And then they go, oh, you can't take that. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And then the rest of the miniatures are at the bottom of the bag. Do you know what? Maybe that is the only one they found and the Kalashnikovs he had shelved <laughs> up his arse. No way you were bothered. Little Wayne's gold-plated rocket launcher made it through customs. Walking past on a rocket launcher over the shoulder. His ruby-encrusted and entrenched gun has uh, just wheeled by, but he's smart. That's a good plan. Well done, little Wayne. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys just like, you know, put, pushing Soviet era gold plated missiles off the plane. <laughs> Stig missiles. Yeah. Well, well, just marching past. Yeah, so there was 143 pardons. Steve Bannon made the list as well. Right box, scumbag, and a believer in actual eugenics. Was Steve Bannon in the nick then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I thought he got like a suspended sentence or something. No, no, prison. He was legitimately in the nick. Yeah, yeah. For what lying to Trump's investors over Trump's wall? Uh, stealing Trump, basically. Yeah, uh, embezzling, mate. Embezzling. So he was in a, he was in a, he was in a so low security prison. Only one tennis court. It's fucking ridiculous. The same prison. Like Sorry, like Al Capone bullshit. That that feels like. Catching a guy who incited one of the worst regimes in history for tax evasion rather than fucking, you know what I mean? Getting him on mafia shit. I'll have, but, I'll have nothing said about Al Capone because without Al Capone, we wouldn't have the sell-by date. Right? <sighs> so, Such a fucking virgin. Oh, <laughs> 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 I, you know what? The thing is, though, what, what annoys me the most about it is I need it explaining. Uh, go on. <laughs> um, go on. So Al Capone, as a kid, had had some sour milk when he was at school. When he became a rich thug and murderer, he was quite ostentatious with his wealth. One of the things that happened was that the Chicago school district ran out of budget to provide milk and food for the kids. So he gave a million pounds to the school to give them like a stipend for milk for the whole year but he said he needed it to have a date a date by use on it so each foil cap came with a date on it and that's the first time that they had it there was a there was a use by date on milk on any product Al Capone, yeah. the marcus rashford of his day uh, he really his uh his son was deaf so he was like into like rights for people who were who were differently abled. He, he, he's a, he's a, he was a really compassionate, loving man if you knew him and you did, he didn't need to make money. That's all, that's all, that's all despots are. They're, they're caring about issues that affect them. Yeah, I don't know. There's certain criminals, like the Gambinos, 
like a few of the Gambinos were just straight up psychopaths who just like would shoot you, would shoot each other, everyone, like slit your throat. Like Gotti, Gotti never seemed to care about anyone. Andy beat his family, you know. Like got a movie though. Yeah, he has got a movie. One of the worst ever. One of the worst. They're all ever. shite. All gangster movies are shite. All that... gangster movies are shite. It's a big statement. No, well, hang on. Firstly, a big statement earlier on was me deciding that the legacy of, of one of the greatest leaders of the West uh, should possibly be looked through a different lens than just he was involved with the drone programs in his, in his government. But he decided to try and justify loads of fucking white criminal, white fucking um, mafia criminals. With, uh, some of them were all right because their kids were blind. That's sound. I'm Death. not going to take that. Secondly, whatever. 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 I don't give a shit about Al Capone's kid. And secondly... All organized crime, all fucking clubs like that, bullshit clubs are crap. They're just full of awful, um, deeply entitled, lost little men, little boys. You're just, oh, I've had a bad child, so I'm going to join some group. That'll, that'll offer me acceptance I'm looking for, and then I'm going to beat people to death. And then we glorify it with bullshit movies and hand out acting awards for it. It's garbage. The Godfather is shite. That's a, that's a bold statement. Just give me a second. No. Just give me a second. Uh, the door's bell's ringing. Great. Brilliant. It's, it's probably Al Capone. Uh, Al Capone's kids. I reckon, I reckon it's Amazon. It's always Amazon. <laughs> it's always Amazon. I, I can't stand the fact that I can't get away from Amazon. The, the, the money I've given to that cunt this it's year. All, I did all my Christmas shopping through Amazon. I tried. I bought some independent, like, booze and that I was a bit. I'll go to independent places. The rest, I just couldn't be bothered. They were going to deliver the next day for it's nothing. So convenient. The convenience outweighs anything. I think, like, even if I knew that, like, four kids died in a starving country because for every yeah. package I get delivered, I think it'd be like, ah, oh, only four kids. Yeah, exactly. So if they told me the, the vans ran on the bones of children, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to roll with that. I just couldn't, I can't help myself. There's nothing, I, I, it was all that recording. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Did you carry on recording while you wanted off there? Or? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Very controversial. Well, me, me, and, me and Pinnersley just agreed that convenience absolutely outweighs child suffering. So, sound. Um, and it's on the record. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's called Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what we're talking about. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, what, what, uh, how, much, how much suffering would you know had to be involved in a single Amazon delivery for you to, like, stop using Amazon? Where's your threshold? Yeah. I haven't stopped yet, and they basically treat people like disposable garbage. Yeah, yeah they've, so, got, they've got workhouses, yeah. It's literally like the, uh, the industrial age yeah. all over again, but... And, yeah. like, we know that people that... Um, Apple produces its products under such extreme circumstances that they have nets at the side of the building to stop people crashing to the floor. Well, that's really? people jump off it. Yeah, yeah. Because flags. Yeah. Have you have you tried like there's a, a human matter in mesh? I don't know if you've ever tried to get blood out of fish net. But it's very... soda. They just add soda to it. They get uh, I use a white vinegar on pretty much everything. A red wine on a carpet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true. But it's like the Michael Jackson paradox, isn't it? How many how many kids do you allow to diddle because of the fact you wrote Dirty Diana? Uh, mine is always about half a dozen. So <laughs> yeah. I'll give him the half dozen. 
because he wrote, you know, some boss tunes. I, the paradox. <laughs> How many rapes does Cosby get for the Cosby show? <laughs> oh, none. That show was fucking awful. I mean, can we, actually, no, to be fair, and as well, because that, that show was like, that show was, a, was genuinely a milestone. And, a, and a, I mean, fair enough, it was very safe, very middle class, and it was kind of the way white people wanted black people to be presented. But also broke a load of boundaries and talked about a load of good stuff. But obviously, that's all completely undone because he's a monster. But I tried to reevaluate my relationship with Amazon this year, but then Christmas came and I just got my shopping. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been using... The, the problem is, like, I, I, there's nowhere that doesn't use drop shippers. So now you're just like, the quality on every, like, fast place has dropped to a point where it's no longer worth it just because the items that I'm getting aren't of the quality that I need them to be. Yeah, I was hoping that this uh, whole lockdown situation might force a more egalitarian kind of, because obviously loads of small independents are about to start delivering and it would hopefully would level the, level the playing field. Because I, I tried to buy my booze from there, for example. On my booze over Christmas, I tried to get from independent places rather than just going to Tesco and, and, yeah. and buying them in bulk. But I, it hasn't gone as far as I thought it would. And now we're, you know, everyone's trying to fucking desperately get out of the end of this lockdown thing. And I don't know whether yeah. it'll actually happen. Which is yeah, just, it's just a shame. He's just got richer. That's what was it? All but like billionaires in the world all got. Yeah, substantially got richer. richer. Yeah. Elon Musk is the man who smashed it, really. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's gone from 30, 35th in the world to first in the world. Well, Twenty odd lifetimes he's got enough money for or something. It's just share price went up because they're going to sell more cars. That's it, really. The other thing is like that's a problem with not enough will of the people to tax these people because we're all embarrassed millionaires. Like there seems to be a problem with, with taxation, but like everyone got the second you mention the word taxation, some people start to shudder, you know, I've got, I've got mates who wouldn't agree with Tories on any, in any sort of social capacity, but because under the Tories, they get th- their tax three grand less. They're like, sweet, let's, let's just fill. How about we just make a land bridge with the corpses between here and France that try and make over? I'm not that fussed about it. I think the, pro- yeah. the problem with taxation is that people can't see the way in which their money is being spent in a positive way. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure people will pay any amount of tax asked of them if they could see in a clear and obvious way that it was going to the right places for the right services that they need because like you know you always got to pay the tax or something aren't you like the fire brigade i mean you just they're kind of there aren't they no no one's no one's in favor of defunding the fire brigade are they it's a fucking ridiculous idea so on some level everyone's you've always got to pay some sort of tax or you could go to the way the the fire brigade was originally funded which i fucking love so you'd pay your local fire brigade like a stipend and if you didn't pay it they just show up and watch your house burn down <laughs> that, that's standard yeah, yeah i think all services should go back to that but except it's on it should be on lines of where you voted so the date so the toys this week voted through the um the bill about the trade deals that they're allowed to strike so that that's not true so they're going to sell off they're going to you know, pull apart and sell off the NHS that I swear to God, I heard people banging hands for outside my house a few months ago, but maybe that was a mirage. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to get stripped down and sold off once all this is over. That should be the same thing. So if you voted, if you voted Tory, if you allow these people to do that, then when you show up to the doctors, they should just watch your fucking heart fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
don't think that's the most compassionate solution. Oh, I'm sick and tired of my solutions. My solid final solution has been <laughs> shut down on this podcast. Don't use the term final solution. <laughs> yeah. That the, uh, the entire Dutch government resigned this week. Sufficient. It involved tax officials chasing down thousands of families over, like, uh, childcare payments, which they claimed they overpaid, yeah? That's it. That's the sort of scandal that Boris, like, sidesteps on his way to work on a Monday. Yeah. On a Monday morning. That was so mild that I've missed the scandal. Right, okay, so basically, it's a child benefits scandal. Basically, this, the government and their agencies alleged that families had, over, had been overpaid in child benefits and made them pay them back, even when they haven't been given as much money, you know what I mean? Right, okay, so they've gone like, oh, we overpaid you 20 quid for three months, you owe yeah. us blank. Yeah, yeah, and it was loads of money. Some can actively starve children and it's not a problem. Wait, That's so, so they, didn't, they didn't deport citizens for absolutely no reason? They didn't oh. kill people in the ocean around them? No. They didn't put contracts out without tender Maybe, to their yeah. mates? They didn't wildly mismanage a pandemic? <laughs> They've not led to the highest uh, rate or death rate in the world? We're number one. We're number one. <sighs> so good. Finally, Brexit is delivering on its promise to put England at the forefront of the world. It starts off with death rate, and then before you know it, it's child starvation. We're going to get right up there in child starvation. Ah, oh, it's going to be great. Brexit news this week. Only the, even the fishermen are angry now. Oh yeah, the fishermen and fishermen are pissed off. We thought they were the only people who wanted Brexit, and they were, and now they're really angry. Yeah, well, they wanted they wanted to protect eighty percent of fishing stock within uh, UK seas. What they got was 25, and then of that 25, all of it seems to be rotting in docks in Calais because they can't get their paperwork done in time. Did you see that the uh, the fisheries minister? I can't remember her fucking name. She uh, she came out and said that she didn't she didn't read the uh, Brexit trade deal on the uh, day it came out on Christmas Eve because she was busy organising the nativity play. Oh, that's the most middling and excuse for anything. Oh, inject <laughs> that into my veins. In, oh, it's amazing. In, in yeah. fairness, didn't we work out how long that, um, that agreement was? Because it was something like 8,000 words, wasn't it? Like uh, 143 pages. And yeah, but she take... could have made a start. She could have skimmed or just gone to the bit about fish. Found a YouTube video explaining it. Yeah. <laughs> F and fish. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, though, at least with all these dead fish, at least um, according to the love child of the Monopoly man and the BFG, uh, fucking Reese Mogg, at least it's our fish that are dying. They're happier. They're dying happier. So that's good. I don't know how you look at him and think, I need to vote for him. What do the rest of his constituents look like? Where he is the, the man that will lead... I, just, it's, I always think that about all the leading Tories of this year. If you look left and look right when you were stood in that party room, <laughs> and you were like, I'm the right side of good here. It's the same thing about Trump, though. Trump is literally the bad guy in every 80s movie. He is Biff Tannen. <laughs> and I've just lived through an age where he was in charge of a country. I don't understand. Oh, my God, is that all his kids? Yeah, yeah, oh, sing- my word. How do they... Does he, is he single-handedly keeping the sweater vest industry going? <laughs> that is... Fuck- in it, did you? That is the whitest group of human beings I have 
ever seen. He doesn't actually have sex. It's just a bit of him splits off and starts growing yeah. occasionally. He's like an aloe vera plant. They all look like the kid from the horror movie. Now, in fairness to those, those, those children, they have done nothing wrong. And for all we know, they could be all right, rich, privileged kids, you know? Stories, though, aren't they? I imagine at least one of them is going to be a vicar. Absolutely no chance. You don't grow up, you don't grow up around that much um, burr panelling and leather and not become an arsehole. There's no chance. <laughs> that's, that's, I'd like to see that uh, mathematics paper that you're writing there, Derek. Those kids are fucked. Yeah. There's no chance. Because if you, if, you know, obviously there's nature and nurture. They're double fucked. <laughs> they were born from his balls, sired from his balls, and fucking they're gonna and they've been raised in that household. I yeah, but or, the thing is, I don't know if he's had any any brothers or sisters. Like, so if I saw his brothers and sisters and they turned out to be massive, massive, uncaring pieces of shit as well, I'd be like, all right, okay, less, less likelihood. What's, what's, what's happened with the BBC now? They've got a new boss, mate. New fellow called Richard Sharp's in charge. And, Dick, uh, Dick Sharp, yep. He's, uh, he used to be Rishi's boss and he's mates with Boris. Yeah, he used to work for Goldman Sachs. Not saying he's a fan of the Conservative Party. In 10 years... He did happen to donate £400,000 of his own money to the Conservative Party. 400000 £400,000 in 10 years, yes. Wait, what's the maximum you can donate a year? This was, this was over a 10-year period. Oh, to 2010. Thank God those pictures are going. <laughs> Fucking Reese Mogg staring back at me on a Google search. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Richard should act like ludicrously loaded, isn't he? I... I read that this week. His missus's dad is an, uh, a billionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. So he's done all right for himself. But I, I always find that wealth begets wealth. It doesn't trickle down, as I've been told. But no, no. Uh, they did their first... The first long-term study was done uh, last year. Well, concluded last year. And they found that wealth has stagnated and that uh, the second it gets to somebody who is wealthy, it doesn't move on. So, like, there's something called the 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 the, the speed of the economy or the uh, velocity the velocity of money, and it just stops when it gets to somebody who's wealthy. Money yeah, doesn't believe them because they've got no reason to spend it, so it's just accumulated. So it just stays in their bank account, and its velocity stops. So it it's unhealthy for the economy to have rich people. Yeah, because poor people have to spend their money, right? So is that, is that not rich people of a certain certain bed? Because if it's rich people that come from rich people, I find the money ain't going there. But rich people who don't start off rich who become rich, like sports stars, for example, their money tends to sort of go all over the shop. Because it's the amount of money they have. Let's say you're earning three hundred thousand pounds a week, right? And you spend ten grand of that, getting absolutely liquored up. Lots of your money that's just hitting your bank account. And what no, are you doing? Three hundred grand a week. You're still going to end up paying more tax than a person who makes yeah, a million pounds a minute or whatever. You but that's I mean? not like those people. That's not the that's not the velocity of the money, is it? Because the tax goes straight to the government, and that gets filtered that way, right? What we're talking about is right. So I spend the money that I have, and the the amount of that I save is really marginal. Whereas somebody who is super rich, they might spend way more than me. But they'll spend it in comparison. It's not as much. Yeah, because I'm constantly spending, so the velocity of my money's higher. 
yeah. a, a weird brag. They, yeah. I'm sick of these rich people and their slow money. Well, is the answer to the question of honest? Yeah. yeah. So anyone can give a donation or loan to a political party. Yeah. Individual or, or, or other organization, and there's no limit. Right. Okay. Usually from a permissible source, which is pretty much everybody on the electoral register. You're a company, you're a building society, you're a trade union. We just found out that our system's wildly open for corruption. Yeah, pretty much. Great. That's always good. As long as you're on the electoral register, you can do what you want, including overseas electors and those leaving bequests. Yeah, you do what you want, really. Brilliant. Yeah, so this guy's given 400 grand, and then the other fella, who's the director general of the BBC, his name's Tim Davey, he stood to be a Tory councillor. Pretty, pretty sexy there. Uh, I'm still going to have to read about constantly people cry asking that the BBC is, needs defunding and pulling apart and is just full of left-wing leaning liberal bias. And then I'm going to have to watch them put racists and actual uh, Nazis on question time in some sort of level of balance. I can't be asked with this. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? Oh, like... because I want to watch Doctor Who Christmas special. Oh. Yeah. It is really good, though. It is really good. I hate that they've, ter- they've started moving it to New Year's Day because I need it to be on Christmas because that's when I drink the most amount of wine and I'm most ready to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because come, I'd come out to visit my folks, uh, my brother and sister, and they all hate Doctor Who, but I'd force them every Christmas Day to watch it. <laughs> so moving it to New Year's Day was just a bummer for me. Yeah. Now, now, now you've got nothing to torture your family with apart from your personality. You know what I mean? I couldn't. I would have, it would have been so fun to listen to my my dad get angry about a subject he doesn't care about uh, because they've given it to a woman. It would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. My mum, who again doesn't give a shit, but then would also defend it because <laughs> I get it to a woman. It'd be amazing. That would be my, what a Christmas day! Yeah, really, really, really amp up the amount of uh, violent language used if, in your if you house. Can't, if you can't sow the seeds of dissent on Christmas Day, you're not doing it right. You need maximum amounts of hate in the house. Mm. The BBC, I see it. I see it as sacrosanct. I think people should pay a license for it, even though you don't agree with it, because it's always nice to have a, a new source that that is mostly independent. It, but it depends which way you're looking at it, because all the uh, all the gammons think it's left wing and liberal, and anyone on the left thinks it's like part of the establishment. Exactly, and that's that's perfect. That's what I want. I want everyone to hate it for a different reason. And if everyone hates yeah. it for a different reason, then it's balanced. You need a lightning rod. You do need a lightning rod. And also, it, I can't imagine a, a Britain without it to a certain especially not... Yeah. You know, any, anyone who's starry-eyed when they're younger, if you wanted to do anything... You wanted to be on the, the BBC. BBC was, that's where you wanted to be. Yeah. And I think that's, that's good. You should have that. Yeah. I, I still want to be a Radio, radio 1 DJ. Maybe Radio 2 now, because I'm old. I can't imagine they're putting my old ass anywhere no, near man, the they kids. love your asides about how Al Capone's kid stopped milk from going off. You, would, that you weren't listening. Radio One. <laughs> Welcome to Stephen's Breakfast Show. Uh, let me tell you about God of Milk. I think it's just relevant in an age of like all the different media streams that you can get into you. I, I, I think it's more relevant. You need, you need an aggregator, and the BBC is a good aggregator, I think. Like, yeah, because so- they call it, it's called Anti or whatever. That I, yeah. I was quite, that's how I sort of saw it, like trying to be like a cool auntie. It's funny when it, when it I, I don't think the BBC's, I think the BBC's even better when it's kind of swinging against, swimming against the tide to a certain extent. You know, like, so you've got all these, you know, YouTube and a lot of people who can just do it independently and it doesn't know what to do with streamers. It's absolutely lost by influencers and stuff. But at the same time, it, it 
it still sets sort of the gender and the tone for what stuff is. Some of the commissions are absolutely wild because they're not cool. It's like Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa said when music execs were old Jews in suits who music of the day was, they'd sign anyone. The second music execs started thinking they were cool, music got shit more homogenous it's the same the bbc needs to be uncool so that it can turn around and go i don't understand this mighty boosh but let's see if the kids do i don't understand this alan partridge but let's see if the kids do you know there's been so many commissions where you go like why is this doing on the bbc like uh what's that what's that radio show corrupt fm or whatever oh yeah yeah like what who who smoked a bowl and decided to put that on the air? Great. That's what you need. You need these, you need these out-of-touch executives to not understand it and just put weird stuff on. The sign of what they do and do right is the fact that, you know, goodness gracious me turned 25 this week. And um, now, like Shafi Korsanian, people, not Shafi Korsanian, sorry, so that's comedian, completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, sorry, Dev, <laughs> Dev Patel and his mates. Um, yeah. No, they. Uh, but you mean the, the guy the, from EastEnders? Yes, I've now completely forgotten all their names. Mira Sayal as well. Yeah. Um, but they all—they're all considered part of the BBC establishment. You see them on, you know, late afternoon murder mysteries with, uh, you know, with a, with a doctor. They're part of the sort of furniture of the place, and that's good. That's that's an. Ex- a good example of how inclusivity, inclusion can work. Um, obviously, there's loads to go, um, but there's loads of good stuff. You know, they, they piloted um, Dane Baptiste and Bamus this week, which was really good. I, oh, I, I don't, don't know, man. I'll defend the BBC to the hilt. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good organisation, and hopefully, uh, the Tories don't Tory this one up. Yeah, so we forgot to talk about Matt Hancock's signature just being Matt. I don't know if you've seen this. He doesn't. He doesn't sign his name like M Hancock or Matt Hancock or M H Hancock. He just writes Matt in like lowercase letters. That is that is that, that is a signature of a man who was bullied at school for his surname. There Isn't is it? no That's doubt. He's had, he's tried to like he's had, had to disassociate from his own surname <laughs> because he's been called Wankup for so many years <laughs> and so many different variations. There was there was an awkward phase during his sort of seventeen eighteen where he was signing Matty H. He sounded too much like he was in a boy band, so he sacked it off. <laughs> you can't sign policy into law with Matty H. So he just says Matt. Oh, Wasn't he caught playing rugby this week as well, the little shyster? Caught playing rugby? He's playing rugby, wasn't he? No, what was he? Of him, photos of him playing rugby. And, he, and uh, our nation's hero, yours and mine, uh, Piers Morgan, took him task for it. Wait, well, that's not very social distancing. No one, no one cares in this lockdown. Oh, my God, that is amazing. Yours ever, me. Oh my god, there's so many of them. And it's not even well written. That can't be is that like his official signature? Yeah, that's a, his official signature. Yeah, because like the thing is, so you have your official signature, which goes on like work documents and shit, and then you'll have your private signature, which will go on like um like say you sound your, your mortgage or whatever. It'll go on that. I was just saying you defending Matt Hancock here. I'm not. I'm not. I, that will never. I, that will never happen. The man's a piece of shit. He's called shitcock. But is his name just Matt? 
Stop, Matt. I assume it's Matthews. Kid Matt. Who wouldn't give him the choice? Oh, do you know, we, also, we forgot to talk about the fucking police. About all the records that were lost. Oh, yeah, they love it. They love it. Pretty Patel. Pretty Patel has been just absolutely stepping from shit to shit this week, hasn't she? <laughs> she fucking... She's been like... She's been like playing hops, hopscotch with just turds. <laughs> like, first of all, she went, we're going to try and find all this data we lost. Why'd you lose it in the first place? Let's not focus on the past. The past's behind us. We're focusing on the future. I'm not saying there's a cover-up, right? But... It looks a bit like a cover-up to me. Oh, we just lost we lost a load of these DNA records and fingerprints. And, oh, it was a technical error. It's, a, it's easy to blame the nerds, isn't it? So you don't lose data. Data can be corrupted. If they'd come out and said these files became corrupted, no one would give a shit because everyone's had a... Everyone, everyone's had like a, a fucking work file or something that's corrupted over time. But they've said they were lost. So it means that they were, A, only stored in one place and they didn't have backups of them. And two, that someone could lose them, which is poor storage in the first place. So the security is at question and the people who have access to it is at question. Yeah, right? they, never, they never lose. You know, I, I'm pretty sure I was being chased for some council tax from a place I lived in seven years ago. <laughs> they never lost that cent. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to tell me they lost the DNA records? Yeah. And the problem that... is with her as well, though, because she doesn't, she never, I watched her being grilled about um, the vaccine numbers this week, again, by your hero and mine, Piers Morgan. And yeah. um, she just, she answers questions in that kind of quite matronly kind of like, Sexy, like a, sexy way. No, no, there's yeah, an old, really, it's like a, it's it's really like a very specific type mm. of mm. person you meet. Who like Trunchbull. So, but it, it's, it's more just a specific person. They meet you and they tell you that, that they're right and what you're, what, they're agreeing with what you're saying, they're also, but they're also telling you that it's not important. But, but just in a way, they were, they're telling you that you're right, but they'll, they'll tell you in such a way that you feel bad for saying it. Yeah. She just has this sort of way about it. She's not. I don't. I don't know why. Why you keep saying all these things that are dead sexy and then saying that they're not sexy. I don't understand. <laughs> not sexy, man. She is. Uh, yeah. She is. Yeah. Sexy. I'm sorry. She is. Yeah. She's willing to kill children at the drop of a hat. Right. She's cold. She's detached, and she's a killer. What is not sexy about that? I'm sorry. I just don't know. What everyone. Everyone loves killing Eve. Exactly. That's what I mean. She's like killing Eve. Maybe, 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 Vinners, it's because you're a racist and you don't find brown people attractive. I don't know what to tell you. It's but, more that I, after, after someone killed a certain number of migrant children, my hard on <laughs> tends to wither. I don't know what to tell you. Where, where's your cutoff? I thought, oh, I, I more I than the Michael Jackson. More than Michael yeah, I thought I explained the Michael Jackson paradox. That's the point. You've got to... Yeah. It's got to work. Everyone's everyone's point is is different for everyone. Everyone's everyone's where the graph turns. Yeah. It's really for, it's up for you to decide. Yeah. The 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 other thing is that then she went straight out on. She went right. I'm going to go on the offensive here. And then she started talking about how the borders should have been shut back in March. And I for, I think everyone's forgot to tell her that in March she was Home Secretary. It's literally her job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. fucking job. Yeah, she's just swimming in shit at the minute. She absolutely cannot catch a break. And she it's will not-, not resign. She will not resign. Losing 
criminal records is a bigger scandal than accidentally fucking emailing some people and going, can we have some money that you could ultimately give them back, right? But none of these, none of these, I was going to, I was going to call them cunts and that's unfair to cunts because cunts are beautiful things that <laughs> everyone enjoys, right? But these pieces of shit, right? I, I genuinely can't, I, I don't think I can get enough of, of watching um, Brexit failings. Like I can't, like I, <laughs> that's, to be honest, you asked what I've been up to, this is where, but this is my hobby. This is really what I've been doing is watching stuff that they hung their hat on just collapsing. That video of, um, uh, of that, of that posh, what, uh, oh, he made, he, um, breeds eels. The guy bred eels and he wrote oh, it for eels, was amazing. He's one of my favorites so far. Oh God. And he just, and just to watch his little face as they were like, hang on. So Brexit's actually making your life interminably harder and obviously the enormous market of eel breeding is no longer as financially viable as it once was and he's like no i wouldn't have voted for it if i could if i would have known and it's just like oh just inject that into my vein watching all the fish dies been brilliant my other one is that them complaining about the borders they're going to they're saying oh we're having too many people coming into the country now um who are bringing these random strains of covid you're now in charge of the borders they're yours all of it you got what you wanted. You can shut them wherever you want. Keep as many people out as you want. Except now we're not. What? <laughs> yeah, it's great. I know that we shouldn't in, indulge in schadenfreude because we live in this country, right? But just a couple of weeks of it. Just a couple of weeks of it, right? I'm sure I'll get bored of it, right? Like I'll get bored of um, Donald Trump's last... Watching Donald Trump say goodbye, we love you, we'll be back in some form. And then YMCA strike up immediately when his words end. I'm sure at some point I will get bored of that, but that point isn't now, right? I don't know if that's going to help though, is it? Don't you need to be... You need to try and... Like being gleeful, gleeful and smug. Oh, look, told you what happened after Brexit. Isn't really the fucking way that we're going to achieve anything better than the shitty situation we're in now well the thing is there's like there's no political will to change it the tories are completely in power like what are we actually going to do you can put as many we've marched in the streets consistently like that there's there's so many like referendums again but they're not going to get any traction there's no point we've got four years of this shit Right, so what what blows my mind about it and why things don't what I the only reason I'm gonna probably ride the smug train for some period of time is that I look so you look in America after the insurrection, the calls to action from the right from Fox News and things were all of a sudden switched to no no no, we have to heal the divides in this nation. We very clearly become a very divided and that's my problem is that the people having to take the high road who constantly have to do the the backbending are the people who have been um um, oppressed and and damaged by the initial policies. So the fact of the matter is that fair enough, Brexit is going to make all of our lives infinitely worse. But I didn't vote for it, and at this point, fuck you if you did. And cool, then we all suffer. We we're, we're all we're all stuck in this shitty boat and this shitty island, and everyone's going to have to get on with it. Yeah, I'm going to like keep laughing at you breeding eels until it's not funny. <laughs> Yeah. Also, um, the one industry that they wanted to to protect, the money management industry, which makes forty two billion pounds a year for the in in uh, revenue, um, has been so damaged by it that some firms are looking to leave. 
Yeah, because this was it. This was the point, wasn't it? That was the, the Financial Services Act, wasn't it? Yeah. That got us into this fucking mess in the first place. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it's swing. That's it. And now, and now every industry is fucked by it. And it, and I have a feeling that all the way we were going, none of this is any good for us. Why are we turning our back on the main people that we actually do business with? You know, and yeah. you've got to enjoy a bit of Schadenfreude business. You go. Otherwise, you're just sat. You're sat in a room because you're not allowed to leave the house or stand up for longer than ten minutes. Right, and you're just looking at a screen of people sharing memes, and you're just like, "Well, it's not funny. It's not funny that this man can't sell his eels. It's not funny that these fish are rotting. You know, it's it's not funny that the government put out documents to starve children. It is, and then lost them, and then lost, and then lost them. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they love losing documents. You get, you got to enjoy it. Otherwise. Like what we can just we can change this to like we can just put dour music underneath this entire podcast and dry recite the death toll for coronavirus if you want. <laughs> we can make it like the AIDS quilt, but for Corona if you want. I'm fine with that. That's a great like the old, like the old speaking clock. That's just saying <laughs> a long number every day. Someone yeah. must just ring ring up and it tells you how many people are dead. I, oh, their names and hobbies as well. And the loved ones they left behind. Oh, Christ. <laughs> a, guy of, um, a guy of 42 died this week. Yeah. And, I, and that, that really hit me over. I was like, I can see 42. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that terrified me. I was like, I felt a bit sick. And yeah. the That's no age. Sponsored by the, con- the death toll sponsored by the Conservative Party will be. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored Rugby. by Matt. Rugby balls for your pleasure. <laughs> this week Hancock he's uh he's after his rugby game I'm not surprised he's been alerted by the uh, coronavirus chasing app that he built with his own bare hands nah that's bollocks that app has never told anyone to stay home right I had the I had the coronavirus and I had to tell it I'd got it (laughs) yeah no shit Sorry, I'm still working on the. I'm trying to still trying to work on the. There's a joke somewhere in Matt Hancock and self isolating, but I can't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. At least he's. At least that cock's got some time on his own. No, that's that's not even. That's not even the sort of an IKEA bit of a joke. At least we know where that gigantic piece of shit is at all times. Joke <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's just bitter. I'm into it. <laughs> just, just rage filled. Uh, so we're on to the little uh, cultural review bit of the show. Kick off with you, Tarek. What have you been? What have you been doing apart from eating eating persimmons? Uh, <laughs> well, culturally, I've been yeah getting involved with persimmons. <laughs> um, they are they're not they're not brilliant. They're they're like uh, a good friend of mine once said they were like crap apricots, and they are they are not good. So yeah, but, although they did last a lot long time, I didn't actually do anything with them for six weeks. Forgot they were there at the bottom of the fridge. Uh, and they were fine. But then again, I couldn't tell if they were fine or off because they were so pointless. <laughs> yeah. That was the conundrum. Yeah. Um, but I've been watching, um, I did watch all the movies of John Candy. Uh, can not How recommend many that. that. So it's like, it's like nearly 40 odd he made during his bit and there's like some small roles. But there's also just some like 
you know when they when they, when someone so when he he sort of made a splash in splash they kind of allowed him to be in sort of bigger parts and things and it was all a bit of a disaster he had another you know, he has another movie with tom hanks where tom hanks is this awful toff um and he's his and he's his sort of mate that's terrible what's um, that called then, i think i've watched I that i can't remember the name of it i'm sorry i can't remember all the names of them yeah i yeah. just know that i experienced them <laughs> okay um, and then yeah. um and then then he's not until he's in uncle buck things sort of pick up but then after that it's bad and even his last one go east is you could tell that they're cutting around it it's not we, people sitting there giving abuse to the start to star wars when they plastically put princess leia's face back in it but them cutting around John Candy in this movie is not done well. Um, <laughs> yeah, clearly, not... use the back of somebody. It's like they got Binsley to stand in and shoot him in the back, and then, yeah. then and then go. Oh, definitely John Candy. Camera's a bit blurry. Don't worry about it. I want to see a recut of uh, Gone East with you know uh, Grimace <laughs> <laughs> or Gritty. That gritty. Yeah, that's I what I meant gritty. to say. Gritty. Shit, I fucked he my budget. I should go to hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so he, John Candy. Obviously, Uncle Buck, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Which is, is probably, the, which is really his career highlight. No, he was in a, a Canadian version of like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. With like, and sort of early, and early on, like Dan Aykroyd with Dan Aykroyd and stuff. Dan Aykroyd is obviously one of his best mates. And yeah. Um, and uh, they did a bunch of stuff together. There's this one movie where, again, Aykroyd's done, uh, I think it might be post Ghostbusters, I think. Or it might be around after Saturday Night Live stuff kicks off. I can't remember what year. I think it's 80, I think it was 89 or something that comes out. But it's this absolutely nuts. You know, like, um, you know those, that movie um, that tanked Mike Myers' career, the way he's the love guru? The love yeah. guru. Oh, that one where Dana Gould, um, his sidekick in Wayne's World, ends up, uh, was like the man of, the man of disguise in that. Like, the movie's that yeah. bad. There's Dan Aykroyd one where he, he plays this old, disgusting... Um, nutter in a house and John Candy and a few other people end up sort of crashed there and it's nothing just, but trouble N- no that's, uh, yes uh, it's the, abysmal and it's the, one of the worst he plays the judge watched. he plays a judge and he can it's fix old, them to death disgusting judge yeah, yeah and he's got a dick it's, for a nose he's literally got a dick for a nose pretty much yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. garbage it's yeah, one yeah. of the worst things I've ever watched absolutely true yeah it's it's also super problematic for a bunch of reasons as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but yeah. that's like uh, only in the way that those eighties, like the stuff that the stuff that's, yeah. I mean, the eighties films are wild anyway. Like you know, I watched a lot of the um, National Lampoon stuff, and they just the the everyone's just randomly getting their tits out every ten minutes in that for no good reason. It's 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 atrocious. They're all they're nothing. They're aged abysmally. But hilariously, that film's so bad. Some of these films are so bad that it doesn't really matter. That's not their. That's not their, their, their problematic politics are not the worst thing in that movie. <laughs> wow. It's god awful. <laughs> um, but I would, I would, I can't thoroughly recommend that to anyone. I think you should pick some, pick an actor, pick someone you've kind of seen bits and you quite enjoyed and just go watch everything they've ever done. It's a weird way to spend. You kind of feel like you're getting to know them personally. You're not, but you know. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what you call a parasocial relationship, isn't it? I mean, if I can't have any other kind of relationships, in the current state of the world, me and John Candy becoming desi mates was the best <laughs> thing that could happen to me, and I refuse to have you shoot it down. I'm not, hey, much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm you sorry. You and John's love alone. <laughs> what? What? What you? Been, what you been watching, Minus? Uh, I've just been into this uh, BBC One comedy called Back to Life on Netflix, uh, which is like this real dark number written directed by Daisy Haggard about uh, the premise is this. Uh, 
lady who did that committed a horrible crime when she was like 18 is released from prison at like the age of like 36 back to her parents house in this like small town on the south coast and it's super dark with a super like touch it's really really good yeah it's it's i i've watched a, a few episodes and the amount of casual hand jobs and i mean like super no one's into them hand jobs that occur in this is it's it's more than it's more than i want there to be Things I would do for a semi-casual handjob. <laughs> there's a begrudging handjob, and then up a, from a begrudging handjob, there's a casual handjob. And then like it's like grades of interest until someone actually wants to give you a handjob. But it's very rare. I've never, I, I don't experience many people who want to give me a handjob. Oh, no, there's a, there's a reason the word job is thrown into both <laughs> yeah. forms of male... Yeah, because it's it's hard fucking work. Yeah. I think about it, that popped up as a meme the other day, and it was blowjobs. It was the reason that job is in the word it's in the word blowjob. And I was thinking about it. That does actually seem like an awful lot of work. Work yeah, as you want to make of it. <laughs> I really, I really like the tone of it. I think some of it is like really difficult to watch because it's so Are we well talking acted. About your hand jobs? No, no, no. I'm talking about back, back to life. Like there's there's a couple of bits, and I don't. I don't think there's anyone you really like in it. There's no one you really like in it. Have you got to the end of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all the way through. It was re- season two's coming soon. Oh right, okay. Oh, that's what that was going to be my question because it seems like one of those things that should just end. Like two seasons, I reckon. You th- think two seasons? That's good. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, up there with Faulty Towers. <laughs> Spaced. Spaced, yeah, great. Oh, Spaced's so good. The first time I was sat there and the cycle courier starts just dancing at the side of the road because that's the first time you see him. He's like, oh, where's my package? And it cuts to the cycle courier just going mental because the lights are flashing. And I was like, this is the oddest drug reference I've experienced in my life. You found your show. Yeah, I saw, I checked out Vision. Recently got hold of an account for uh, BBC, uh, Disney Plus. And uh, yeah, checked out WandaVision. It is unashamedly bonkers. It's a anachronistic 50s, like honeymooners type show. I Love Lucy or something. Like it's a domestic partnership where you don't really know what a job they have, but they're like knowingly making fun of those tropes. Uh, it has some absolute quality comedic uh, performances in there. So the mother from that uh, 70s show. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Hahn shows up in it. And she she like, she like puts in a quite a harrowing performance on in the second episode. Um, but yeah, it's just like on the knife edge between like really homely and terrifying. And definitely worth checking out if, if you can get a, get a hold of it. Um, so happens when you've got more money than, because I suppose yeah, talking about uh, ludicrously rich people, Disney have just got all the cash you can do with avant-garde television shows. A formerly yeah. Russian woman with mind powers and a, and a man who was built in a box. Yeah, vision. Got the consciousness of a robot on a stone. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you, being the first time, you experience a boner for every child, like. <laughs> Like you end up spending a lot of your money on it, you know. Who was yours? Pocahontas. Uh that's that's she's strong. She's very very yeah. mm. She showed what me the colour the colour of the wind. 
Who's your first boner, Binners? My first boner? Disney boner. Disney? No, not really. That wasn't really a Disney kid. It was the first TV one was definitely Kelly Kapowski. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Say by the bell. Yeah. I don't mind my first television boner might have been the dark. I reckon that, um, fuck, what was her name from Birds of a Feather? The what the the the, the, the slutty neighbor, Dorian. Dorian, I reckon Dorian got got that. twisted a bit, a little bit there. Uh, Disney princess Jasmine, all the way. Um, yeah. Although I did recently find out what's like, when I got Disney Plus during lockdown number one, um, <laughs> that actually, in fact, the hottest Disney princess is from the Road to Atlantis. No, the Road to um, Road, yeah, yeah. No, Road to El Dorado, voiced by Rosie Perez. Oh, Rosie yeah, Perez, absolute smoke show. Yeah, she's also a smoke show. Yeah, she's she's a very attractive lady. Anyway, that's me. I've been actually doing stuff this week, so I've been like trying to finish off my novel, the great English novel. What's your novel about? Uh, it's about uh, two people that meet and then they keep having sex, right? But they're they're two men and they're trying to win a war and they're trying to make each other come first. No, it's it's not about that. I thought that would be funny. Uh, t- to be met with absolute silence is harrowing, lads. I gotta be honest with you. Thinking, I was just thinking I would read that book. I don't. I felt, <laughs> sorry, man. No, I, was just, I was trying to work out the metaphor. I'm just, I'm just writing like uh, an urban fantasy. By yeah. a young boy who's locked under the stairs who dreams of becoming a wizard. No, 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 no. It's uh, dressed as a dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a, a gentleman is writing he's getting towards what he believes is the end of his career so he's writing his grimoire his monster manual that's it it's standard fare but it's keeping me entertained what anything keeping you guys entertained no i'm bored shitless have you not paid <laughs> attention to the world none of my hobbies interest me oh yeah no I, 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 i'm sick of zoom what I, no yeah. The world's a shit show. What are you talking yeah. about? I can't even. I can't even go to the shops because I, f- I fucking lockdown one. I fell in the fucking bath. I fell in the shower, and now oh, I can't. I I didn't hurt my back. I um. So I had. I've got plantar fasciitis, which is fine, but I have something called uh, bursitis as well, which means that there's an inflammation in the muscle sacs in my foot. So I have fluid in between my muscle. And the sack that's supposed to keep my muscle in place, meaning my muscle just goes all over the shop. It's pretty binging. It hurts. It feels like walking around on a constant bruise. So I've got to like not stand up for ages and shit. So you haven't been able to even like escape for your regulation exercise. I can't. I've not. I've walked. I've in what two in about since I've probably gone out of the house four times. Jeez, man. Does that, ever, yeah. does that ever improve? Can you fix it? Will it fix yeah, yeah. Three, uh, so three months. I can't put my foot flat on the ground, man. Like oh, I'm sad. on. I'm, I'm basically all my shoes are like have like an insole that lifts up the shoe. So I'm basically walking on You're heels all the time. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Fuck me pumps is what I call them, but you call them whatever you want, man. <laughs> like they really make my ass look pert. So this, this at least that. As long as you feel special in yourself, that is all that matters. Look. Yeah. If we've learned anything from today's episode, and I think we should have this summation moment, is that if... I've got nothing. Anyone got a summation? I've got nothing. No. Yeah, just 
We've you've really bummed me out there, Tarek. That life is terrible and nothing's it. There's no joy in it. I'm glad to be back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bringing Cotterman the sunshine. Another week slides by in what seems to be another month that keeps sliding by where we're all trapped in our houses. But at least you can make me a tiny bit happier this week by going onto iTunes pressing five stars on all of our episodes signing up first of course pressing five stars on all of our episodes because it happens that we are the hundred and second podcast in contemporary news right we're currently being beaten by the weather now i'm not a bitter man right and the weather's great but i don't want to be beaten by that I'm pretty sure we're being beaten by the fishing forecast. And as we all know, that makes up a small proportion of the economy and they're letting fish rot. So how about you just pop on iTunes and give us a little five star on all our episodes. It'll make my day, hopefully get us into the top hundred. And then um, I guess I've peaked in life. And like anything, the only reason to live is to achieve something. I'm looking at it as a glass half full, though. We are the third biggest podcast about persimmons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With um, a, I bet we're not. Like, if you went on, like, food, there's, like, persimmon talk. I reckon, I reckon you should put one of the tags on the podcast searches under this as sort of the desserts and persimmons. <laughs> and I just, just to see persimmon yeah. lovers accidentally listen to this Omni Shambles. That would be so good. <laughs> yeah, they... Barely, I get. I start getting emails. Uh, you can email us if you want uh, uh, boys to cast at gmail.co.uk as well. Uh, if you have any ideas of any deep dives we can do, uh, currently I'm looking at if Finland's real and I might bring that to the table next week. It's... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you can basically point me at anything and uh, I'm really open to finding out about it uh so yeah it's uh except walking you can't point you in a direction no, actually to walk no i can't i can't actually i can't actually physically leave but i can google map map my way there yeah That's good yeah so uh yeah you got anything you want to promote i've i've done all that i've done all my shit i have nothing to promote i just wish everybody well <laughs> Said like a true murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Said like someone who knows where the bodies are hidden. (laughs) (laughs) But is refusing to tell the family. Yeah. (laughs) 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 uh, I just want to say (laughs) goodbye and have a lovely time to everyone except Matt Wankcock. Fuck you. (laughs) Great. Brilliant.